Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Newtown Theatre. Please welcome a man who's just had a pret a manger lobster roll. Ooh la la, someone's fringe is going well, or very badly. Is Richard Herring! <laughs> Two for one. <laughs> Come tomorrow. Oh, no, you're busy tomorrow for some reason. <laughs> Welcome uh, to Richard Herring's Lurgy Still Tenacious podcast. It's good. Still a little bit ill from the uh, bug I picked up from my child. Uh, but I was hanging around with 30 to 50 feral hogs today. Um, <laughs> they call it Rahalastabus. I don't know if that's going to catch on sass topical that's topical take that matt ford that's ultra topical that is that's so topical half the people in the room don't even know what it was referring to that's haven't been on twitter today i'm not exactly sure myself it'll, it'll, it'll date good to see collins in the front row where the ghost of colin is turned up it's colin he used to come every single day and sit his un unsmiling presence in the front of all of my shows it's good to see him back Liam's here as well, that's good to see. So, um, what's been going on? Um, uh, I've been to see some shows. Uh, I went to see the Monsky Mouse Cabaret. Uh, it's mainly kids' shows I'm going to be recommending. If, you've got, if you're between two and five, you're going to love the recommendations. <laughs> yeah, very, very good. I saw Drunk Women Solving Crime. That's quite good. One of them's, one of them's all right, isn't it? It's all right. <laughs> uh, I saw a brilliant piece uh, out by the Meadows. Uh, just the playground in the meadows, there was a three-year-old girl leaving the playground going, where's daddy, where's daddy? Uh, just sort of walking towards the road. It's amazing how this kind of immersive <laughs> theatre, you're not allowed to join in, it's not. It's, it's frowned upon to spoil the performance. Uh, then a, a man came up, I thought, oh, this is tense, what's it going has? He said, Should I like, where's my daddy? He said, oh. Which way was it going to go? Luckily, it was a dad as well. He showed her back into the playground, but it could have gone either way. It was a cooter theatre. Uh, I assume she's okay. I didn't, I didn't get involved. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, a man in the news uh, had his uh, was went into the hospital for a bladder operation and had his foreskin removed. Did you see this? See this news story? Uh, he's got twenty thousand pounds in compensation. It's kind of good to know how much it's worth, isn't it? That's the. <laughs> That's just a little bit at the end as well, so that is, that is a valuable property. With Brexit coming up, guys, this could be... It's good to know you've got a valuable commodity. I mean, he's 70 as well, so I mean, that, I don't know if they take that, the age of the penis into account when they're... It's, it's a shame to lose your foreskin, but it's not the end of the world, is it? So, um, uh, I'm not going to do a joke about giving a tip. No, mate, I'm, I'm above that. I'm above that. I'm above that. I'm sure I had lots of other stuff to talk about. Um, I felt like I had loads, but... Um, Nothing written down. So uh, we're going to crack straight on. He's going to see as, the, as this goes daily. I think the thing, my mother-in-law has, has been down uh, up with us for the first week of the French. She's gone home now. So you're going to find out just how much I get done uh, between <laughs> looking after the kids and doing this show, which is what my life is, is going to be from now on. We'll find out whether doing a podcast and looking after children is harder than doing a podcast and a stand-up show. I think we will find that it is going to be. So will you... <laughs> Uh, my first guest today is probably best known for being the second unit director on Balsawood. That's why, that's why her show is selling out currently at the Edinburgh Fringe. Will you please welcome Sophie Duca, ladies and gentlemen. Sophie Duca. Sophie Duca. Come in, sit down. 
Wow, you've, you've come in with your, with your Mac on. Uh, I wanted to do it in solidarity because you're still wearing your little uh, yeah. zip-up. Zip well, I'm wearing it's, it's nearly a hoodie, it's sort of jacket, yeah. I, I'm, I'm wearing a jacket, as you know, because I've just... I was at the Commonwealth Pool uh, at the soft play. It's very good. I recommend that as well. <laughs> with my kids. You have to go to all these things with kids or you're in trouble. Uh, and I kind of underestimated how far away that was from here uh, and walked. And it's quite humid today. You're very it? moist. Is um, what you're underneath here, is, it's, it's not a pleasant thing to look at. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> all I will say. So I, I've kept my top on. Uh, how are you? I'm well. Good. Amazingly for the French. I'm surprised. <laughs> um, I've been uh, doing little shots of Barocca, Echinacea, yeah. uh, vitamins, uh, staying away from people. Yeah, that's a good Well, Stay away from me and my children. We are disease ridden and it's disgusting. Um, so, do you remember much about being the second uh, unit director of Balsawood, which is cl claims on your IMD page? You oh, yes, I was the second unit director of Balsawood, which is a film, yeah. uh, not just a product. <laughs> and uh, that was uh, fun. Um, it was a uh, film that my friend was making, and she asked me to be in it as a, a second AD, uh, and she also asked me to drive, because I didn't have a lot of people to drive, but I had just learned to drive, uh, and it was not a good idea to get me to drive, um, but she was not aware of this. Did you, did you wipe out any of the cast? That's the dangerous thing, isn't it? I, d I didn't actually kill any of the cast, okay. which was a big plus for me, but I, um, we were driving through like a very UKIP country. Right. I can't remember exactly where we were, but I remember there were a lot of flags, and so I was trying to drive, but simultaneously get as low in the sleep as possible. <laughs> So your show's going very well, uh, and this is your first show. It's my it? first show! And you're already the hit of the Fringe. Well, I, I mean... Well, <laughs> you must be, you're on my podcast, there must be. <laughs> if I've heard of you, then Thank something you. must be going on, that's what I'm saying. I'm very much... Uh, your show's called Venus? It is, Venus. Uh, is it about the planet Venus? It is not, okay. it is not about the planet Venus, it is not about uh, shaving or uh, <laughs> tennis. Uh, <laughs> it's about... <laughs> Which a lot of people do think it is. Yeah. I'm very, uh, I had a preview and I was like, oh, Venus, you guys are probably wondering what is it about? And uh, this woman was like, is it about classical mythology? <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. Um, it's about, uh, it is kind of about mythology. It's about the mythology of black women okay. in a way, okay. uh, which sounds very, very heavy, but is quite fun. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, if, if we can get tickets, you're selling, selling out extra shows? I'm so certain, not yet. No. But no, that's <laughs> not that, that I'm aware of. That will come, that will come. So, um, yeah, there's, a, there's quite a lot to talk to you about this, uh, but uh, you were, are you, your family from Ghana? You were, did you, did you? Yes, so my dad's from Ghana, my mum's from Cameroon. Uh, I have lived in Ghana for yeah. two years when I was uh, like four to six and my parents said I was going on holiday okay. and then left me in Ghana <laughs> for two years. They abducted me. Um, so yeah, uh, I've got like a stronger connection with Ghana than Cameroon, but it's generally West Africa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, I was interested, you grew up as quite, in quite a religious family, in various ways, was it you were a Catholic? Yes, I was brought up as Catholic, I had my first Holy Communion, but not confirmed, uh, so like very much <laughs> attending on Facebook for Jesus, uh, and uh, yeah, my family are very, like, I've got like, lots of different Catholic Christian sets of like Seventh-day Adventists, and like new, like, uh, basically, my, one of my aunties is essentially in a cult, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, a very religious Christian family. And so when did you lose, well, you presumably had your faith as a child, and how old were you when you lost 
your religious. I don't think I, I just misplaced it. Yeah. I, I, I'm like, uh, I don't really, <laughs> don't really care if there is a God. Uh, <laughs> I'm just a sort of indifferent agnostic. Yeah. Uh, I think, I don't know, when I was little, I was like, yeah, this makes sense, this makes sense, this makes sense, believe in God, I'm really cool with it. But then I think uh, there was just a point where I was like, it's not really... It's not really checking out. You don't get the responses quickly, quickly when you do the prayers. <laughs> it's true. Um, so, yeah. I reckon God, if there is a God, the response he would hate the most is not caring if there's a God. That would be, <laughs> yeah. That's going to hurt him. I mean, hating God, not believing in God, but just not caring so, about... Yeah, I prefer his You're going to get the worst punishment. <laughs> if he's there, you're getting the worst punishment. If I was God, I'd, I'd have a special Are place for people <laughs> <laughs> who, who didn't care about me. The Edinburgh Fringe. <laughs> yeah, probably. This could, this could well be it. I often wonder whether my life is already uh, some kind of hell I've been consigned to. Uh, <laughs> it's wonderful. I'm having a wonderful time. Um, and you went to Oxford University. I did. I'm so sorry. I went to no. Oxford University. As did you. I did. I'm not sorry about it. I'm delighted. Okay. <laughs> I worked very hard. I got two, two A's and a B. I deserve to go. Lovely. Yeah. I got uh, three A's, but well done yeah. you. I got three A's. <laughs> Actually, I got three A's as well. You got three A's? I got, I got a B in a year and I got three A's. I just, it's so long ago. I got, uh, how, how, what, what O-levels did you get? Oh, none. Bad luck. <laughs> Eight A's, two B's and a C at O-level. Remember that properly. What did you get for your GCSEs? Uh, I got... Yeah. <laughs> is this important? What I got yeah, in my GCSEs? Yeah, it is, it is important. Okay, this is, this is basically the conversation you had in the first term at university, isn't yeah. it? Uh, um, over and over again. So I got, I think I got uh, all A's and A stars, because oh. I'm a swat. All right, you're cleverer than me. Um, also, <laughs> well, I read you wrote, you wrote an article for uh, Charwell magazine, my paper, newspaper in Charwell that you wrote for. Oh, uh, God. Oh, saying God. you were one of only 24 uh, students in 2008 who identified as black African. Yes. So it's pretty impressive to get to Oxford University as a black person, I have to say. Well, just, thank you. Just for that the, was the criteria. Just for the, <laughs> just for the, the, prejudi the prejudicial... Uh, uh, well, it was... So Oxford was weird. When I was there, I made a documentary, because that's what you do when you're an undergraduate, uh, and it was called The Kids Are All White. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I mainly just thought about the title. Um, it was... I think it was weird because at the time, like, there was a lot of expectation. People were like, oh, you're at Oxford and you're studying English. Uh, uh, and all my relatives were like, why are you studying English when you already speak English? <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know. I also studied modern languages, uh, by which I mean French, because it was called modern languages, but it was just one modern language, and the language was French. <laughs> so I speak French. Uh, yeah. yeah. And there weren't, a lot of <laughs> there weren't a lot of black, there weren't a lot of black kids speaking French. No. In Oxford. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. Did, you, did you find it, because I was a, just a comprehensive school kid and I found it quite intimidating and prejudicial towards me, and I was just from Somerset, so... <laughs> but you uh, do get very tan. Um, <laughs> I think it was weird, because I had, I did actually have, I, I do apologise now, but I did have an amazing time there because of the amount of stuff you can get uh, when you're there. Like, there's so many people that are really, like, into what they're doing, like, really super intelligent. Um, but there was, uh, I got involved, I ran in with a bad crowd when I was in Oxford. Um, <laughs> I sort of got into improv quite early. And uh, that was so much fun, but it was, uh, it was quite interesting. Like, when you're improvising, you can be whoever you want to be, and you can be all these sorts of different characters. And I noticed that it was, there was some kind of, like, ethnicities and accents, which are very funny and okay to do, like German or French, but you couldn't really be, like certain uh, like Indian or like West yeah. African. So I was like, 
but it was also not as funny when I did it. So I think there was a sort of like certain unease where people were like, oh God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, well that's, that's interesting. But was, ev- was everyone trying to be your friend there as well? Was everyone like, was there that, was that element of students? trying to have the, the one black person oh, having in the their one black friend friends, so that they could friends. use in their anecdotes. I was getting applications yeah. all the time. Um, <laughs> I, I think I'm a lot of people's token black friend and they think right. I'm, I'm very cool, which I <laughs> promise I'm not. Um, I think, yeah, I think there was a certain sort of cachet. I think people expect you to come from... I, I noticed that if you're... Uh, like, people who, are, who weren't from, like, a private school or an independent school or who were black, people expected that they had, like, a sort of, like, narrative of, like you know, adversity. And I think a lot of the people, some people like were amazing and like struggled to get there, but I think a lot of people had really good opportunities, even if they managed to happen to come from like a marginalized group. So I was like, I pretended like my appendix scar was a stab wound for a bit. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I've really been very lucky. Yeah. Well, I saw you did a great uh, little, I don't know what you'd call it, a little piece for the BBC about privilege and uh, oh, people yeah. checking their privilege. Yes. And, you know, and it's, Check your privilege. It's, it's uh, a fun for us to say. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's sort of... I've always found that... What, what you say is basically that, uh, you know, that often privilege is used as a stick to beat people with, you know, in the other direction, isn't it? It's sort of mm-hmm. like, oh, you... But we're but pretty much anyone who's got access to a laptop computer who's watching the internet, for example, who was on who's on Twitter commenting on something is already in a fairly privileged yeah, position. Yeah, I, I think pretty much everyone listening to this podcast is yeah. uh, back in some kind of privilege. Yeah, yeah I think it's uh, I think people kind of I think people like kind of sometimes have their thing that they've got a chip. Like say they're like they're working class or they're black or they're queer and they're like I'm beyond reproach. I <laughs> um, just like no one can criticize me. I've had a hard life and like obviously people have had hard lives, but it's like rare that someone like in every single instance has had barriers towards everything. Yeah. And those people are usually the ones that are pretty humble going out there doing the work. So I think everyone just needs to be kind. Uh, to each other and yeah kind of get over themselves a little bit instead of competing over who's the most woke it's me um <laughs> <laughs> well you know you do talk about t- ticking a lot of boxes yes you're bisexual yes thank you uh <laughs> one parent for your brain raising a one parent family one parent family yeah. uh um uh, well my, tri- my triple threat is that i've been told that this isn't actually a minority i'm a woman right thank right. you there are more um, of you than us uh i'm a woman even though that there, there are slightly more women than men, it's like a 51 percent. Yeah, I think it might be a bit Brexity, isn't Brexit it? I think, it's a, I think it's a Brexit <laughs> breakdown. Uh, I'm a bisexual or pansexual, which I, I don't say as much because nobody knows what it means. No, sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> All this stuff's coming too late for me, that's the problem. Uh, I'd love to be a pansexual. Uh, it's fun, it sounds cooking. Uh, and, <laughs> no, and uh, I'm black. Sorry, I always forget that one. And then, oh, yes, <laughs> I remembered. Uh, I'm black. So people, it's very excited. People think it's a trendy to, to be this. <laughs> this hideous triple threat. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, like, uh, a lot of it is, is hard. But a lot of it is quite fun. Yeah. You get to make white people very uncomfortable. <laughs> I can tell there are white people in the audience because of the glow, and you would love my show. You'll be made very, very uncomfortable. Uh, but you, there's also something I saw you talking about. Um, oh, you, well, you turned things around on white people in the audience talking about making them the, the representative of the individuals and representative of the, the culture. Yes, so I, I have like a. Uh, there are lots of. I mean, there's always at least one white man that comes to my show, and I, at the start, get a white man ambassador to speak on behalf of the whole. Uh, <laughs> audience um 
which is fun. Yeah. Uh, what's most fun is that I always ask their name and it's always John. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there's like been, I think obviously it's ridiculous to like label one demographic anything, but there's a, <laughs> I ask white men at one part in the show, spoilers, um, about what the most sexual social media is. I don't know if you're sexual on social media at all. Sexual? Sexual. <laughs> on social media? Well, like, I'm not sexual it, anywhere I'm anymore. I'm 52 <laughs> years old. I've got two kids under four. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, you would, you, though you'd be surprised at the amount of men in your position who are sexual on social media. But um, if you're not sliding in anyone's DMs, you might not know which are the good places to go. There's places yeah. like uh, Instagram, where people get flirty, sexy messages, uh, or Tinder. But in my previews, I asked uh, <laughs> like a whole string of right me white men what the most sexual social media was, and all of them said LinkedIn. Just <laughs> <laughs> <was> problematic. <laughs> Yeah, no one's interested in me anymore. You know, I've been faithful to my wife all the time we've been together. But, you know, is, is there any virtue in fidelity if no one's trying to fuck you? I don't think there is. <laughs> you know. Lack of opportunities. It's, it's fine now. I can be all, yeah. If anyone had asked, I'd have been right out there. But <laughs> haven't had haven't had a single, even from Colin. Look at Colin. He's, he's not enjoying it. This is Colin here in the front. Don't worry, that's, that's just how his face goes. Okay. He comes a lot, so either he just likes having a terrible time or he's enjoying himself. I don't want him to be put off. And he isn't a ghost, he is real. He is so a ghost. He don't, he don't <laughs> he's so pale, I did not know. I think, he is, I think he is a ghost. Talking of ghosts, have you ever seen a ghost is one of my emergency questions. Oh, I have never seen a ghost. I mean, that's sort of the answer, isn't uh, no, it? But yeah, I, like no, the, I like the way it's left, it's I left know, hanging. And the thing is that I am quite, I'm quite excited by the idea of ghosts and magic and like poltergeists and stuff, but I couldn't verify that I've seen a ghost. Okay, have you, have you felt a presence that you couldn't understand, explain? <laughs> yes, but then it turned out to be wind. Um, <laughs> I, okay, okay I, so, oof. I kind of, oh no, I just said I didn't believe in God and everyone thought I was cool and now I'm going to be like, but I do believe in magic. Um, <laughs> I kind of feel there's like, oh no, I went camping recently to get away from it all because okay. I'm very stressed. Uh, and <laughs> I went camping and I was in the woods and I felt like there was a sort of like, like old mother willow figure. Are you familiar with the old mother willow from Pocahontas? Well. Not really. She's a tree that talks. She's yeah, like okay. a discarded ent. And um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no one doesn't call me. Lord of the Rings. Anyway, so like I just felt like the trees uh, around us were sort of like protecting us, and yeah. I had to like sort of acknowledge the trees. So I did like a weird ritual that I made up in my head of walking round the tent and sort of like. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I telling people this? Oh god, okay, it's sort of like lick the tree. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Is that a ghost? It's not ghost, is it? But it's I felt not like, a ghost. I felt like the trees were like protective trees. I might have been going a bit crazy. Having heard that story, I'm surprised you haven't seen a ghost. Because <laughs> the kind of people who've seen ghosts, that's the sort of other stuff they get up to. Uh, I was once so lonely when I came to London and depressed when I was in London, I walked across Clapham Common and I hugged a tree just to feel another living thing against me. <laughs> okay, hugging trees is amazing. Yeah, but really... it wasn't in that situation, it was tragic. I didn't go any further than that, I respected. <laughs> the tree was unable to consent and even in 1990 I knew that was a thing. I like hugging trees, yeah. especially when you're on a run because they're very grounded and you can sort of feel connected to the yeah. earth. Um, I have a question yeah. for you. Good, okay. <laughs> Do you know what ghosting is? 
ghosting. Yeah. Well, that's uh, when you... Because you're not very sexual. You, I mean, I used to be incredibly <laughs> sexual, um, but uh, so I... Because that's when you uh, had sex with someone and then you don't return any of their calls or don't ring them, yeah? Y- yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, that, that is what it would be translated okay. into olden but Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah it's, yeah, it's basically when you make like a cameo in someone's life and then you sort of fade yeah, yeah. into the background, yeah. yeah. So you done, do you believe in that? <laughs> do, <I> believe in <laughs> do you believe in doing that? Is that a good way yeah. to Yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, I have ghosted people. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping to ghost people this Edinburgh Fringe, but it's very... It's sort of weird, because it's horrible when it happens to you, but you, you, you don't notice when you're doing it to other people. It's, yeah, so. it's sometimes the easiest... Well, you just see you're in a conversation with someone and you just get so distracted that you just yeah. sort of float off. Do you think that's is this about to happen to me? <laughs> so <laughs> my back just look away at Colin, come back. Oh, she's gone. Uh, <laughs> I've got another guest, so I'll be fine. Uh, I will ask you another. I'll ask you another emergency question unless she's gone as well. That would be terrible. Um, uh, who do you consider? Uh, this I won't ask you that because I'm not sure that uh, you're old enough to remember that. Um, okay, well, I'll ask you this. This is a nice question to ask. If you had to be in a human centipede with two other people. <laughs> <laughs> And you're in the middle, oh, but you get to choose which people go at the, in front of you and behind. Um, I don't need to explain the concept of human centipedes. No, no, I'm very familiar. I go to all the good parties. Um, <laughs> I think at the back end, I don't really care because it's not a nice position, any reviewer. Um, <laughs> the front end, I think it would be... Do I have to pick a specific person? Yeah, well, you can, you can, you can answer it how you wish. I mean, I'd like to have a specific person, but if you've got... I don't know if it's a, a race of people, I will be very upset. <laughs> I hope it's someone Chinese. Is that, is that uh, no, I mean, the thing is that I'm like, I kind of like, oh, I want them to be vegan. Okay. But yes. I can't think of any good vegans. Um, oh, Sarah Pesca. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that is, that's quite weird for me to say. I think, she, I think she'd try and get us through it. Yeah. I think she'd have she a lot She'd be of a good person to have up front. I yeah. Think, just in terms of yeah. trying to... Raise morale. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> she shat in your mouth and wait for you to I think she'd try and be really chipper and make the best yeah. of. She'd be really like, kind of like, Sophie, I know this isn't ideal. As, <laughs> as someone who's polyamorphous, is that the right word? Would it, is the idea of, you know, teaming up with different human centipedes, you know, you could be in one human centipede and then you could all have sex with another human with centipede. With another human. While would attached that, by the face to an ass. Yeah, well, we um, in the middle. Um, oh, I think. I think group sex sounds like a lot of admin. Yeah. I mean, if you're all a kind of sort of like a weird, like horrible sexual conga line that is a human centipede, I can't imagine that the sexual encounter would be that fun. But I think sex with more than two other people. Yeah. Look at me being more cool. than two. More than two. Oh, wow. Hey, Colin. <laughs> glad, glad you came to this one, aren't you, Colin? Is it hot in here? Was <laughs> that the walk from the Commonwealth pool? Or maybe, maybe, I just I think the thing is if you if you have a foursome yes you're probably just going to split off into two teams. Can we do a bit do that earlier? <laughs> 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 what is that? What is that? You just a long time since I've had sex. I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember any For you, stuff. it's very manageable. You just all link hands together. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, it's imagine you stuff into teams, and then a, a threesome, I guess, is sort of like an exciting, like, sort of, uh, what's it, uh, like, diamond dancing, where, like, one person's in front and you all sort of follow the moves. Yeah. But any more than that, I think, would get, would be horrible. It would be like, yeah, it would be horrible. Well, not most of us never get to find out, do we, Colin? <laughs> <laughs> have, had a, have, had, have had a foursome, Colin? Stop inviting Colin no. for a foursome. 
Do you want to, do you want to get involved in the foursome? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's only the fourth day of Edinburgh for me. I can't believe I've already got to this stage. I'm just trying to scare him off. Uh, I, I, I like the name of, I didn't know, know much about this night, but you have a night, uh, a comedy night called Wacky Racists. Yes, Wacky Racists is the name of my comedy night. Uh, it should say as a disclaimer, it's not actually a night for actual wacky, <laughs> zany bigots. It's not uh, a night for that. It's, so yeah, it's a night, uh, it's sort of like platforms comedians of colour, but generally is like trying to improve representation. And we have a one-man, white-man house band. Okay. Uh, they play problematic tunes, they're called the Tone Deafs. Uh, and we play games like uh, Pin the Tail on the Honky. <laughs> Which, if you ever want to come and play, you'd be more than welcome. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and do you, is that with London Hughes, who's a previous... Oh, London Hughes is a previous, uh, a previous uh, guest on yeah. the show. Uh, she has said some things that are unrepeatable. Yeah, yes. she's been on my, my show and said some yeah, it was. Uh, she's very good. She's very good. She's she having a good Edinburgh as well. She's having a great Edinburgh. Yeah. Her show's called To Catch a Dick. Yeah. Uh, and that was basically what she discussed. <laughs> she, she was like, I've lost my voice. I'll just talk about who I've slept with in comedy. Right? She's hilarious. Yeah, she is hilarious. Do highly recommend it. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you a couple more emergency questions and then we're going to see how we go. And then it'll be time for some more of someone else. Time for me to ghost you. Yeah, time for me. Well, you know, I, might, I, I can do some ghosting. Back. Oh, this is an important question I haven't asked for a while. Have you ever flown a kite? The bird or the no, like a kite? Like kite. A kite. <laughs> I wanted for ages to fly a kite because of um, Mary Poppins, yeah. the, the bit at the end of the film. Uh, it wasn't fun. There no, wasn't enough wind. I think I tried to do it on Hampstead Heath. Okay. And it was very, the sort of running, trailing fabric. It was a... It's difficult to get... Anticlimax. It's difficult to get it up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're 52 years old, yeah, you've got it two kids. <laughs> it's, not, it is not, it's not worth it. I've, I've, I've had nothing but bad experience. I guess I've, drones are the kites of today. Yeah, I suppose they are the kites of the future. <laughs> I wonder what they'll have next for the people who like flying things in the air for a bit. Dreams. No one thought putting a camera on a kite, did they? No. Why did no one think of that? Probably because it was difficult to get the kites up there. <laughs> Okay, I'll ask you this question. Would you rather have a tit that dispenses talcum powder? So a tit? A tit, a tit. Oh, tit, like sorry, a, yeah. A mammary gland or nipple. Mm -hmm. Or a finger that can travel through time. <laughs> so you can get unlimited talcum powder out of your uh, breast, just any time you fancy it. Yeah, yeah. And it just, there's a just unlimited talcum powder. Unlimited, powder. like you could sell it, you could set up a oh, factory, could, whatever you want to do. <laughs> or a you finger. You'd have to spend what I mean, it's just every time it's... So it'd take a long time to fill a bottle, but you'd, you'd be able to do it. <laughs> or a finger that can travel through time, which is just, the, your finger can go anywhere in time, past or future or present. Oh, but the rest can of you can't. It can't. Yeah, just your finger, but you, you can, can still control it. I said present, I mean, we've all got a finger that can <laughs> go to the present. That's not as exciting. So that's, it, the one place it can't go is the present. Okay. Because <laughs> otherwise mean, it's just that. But like, so you go through, there's, there's the vortex. Yeah. And then it goes through, and then it could do something on the other side. Just knuckle deep. Yeah, you can peek through. I mean, the mime is not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> you can peek through. Yeah. Oh, I can make a little bit of yeah, with my finger. Yeah, so you can have a peek and see what you're doing. Otherwise, you know, you could be just poking anything. If that's the choice, and if you choose the finger, I'd like to know what you would do. Absolutely fingering yeah. Boudicca, yes. Yeah. <laughs> finger Boudicca. I just get involved in lots of historical orgies, yeah. but as like a very small... <laughs> <laughs> very small part. My finger smells like the Renaissance. 
<laughs> that, that would not be a nice. That wouldn't be a nice. That would smile. not be a nice smile. No, they didn't. It was not not good hygiene back then. Um, no offence to any Renaissance people listening in <laughs> by any finger holes that are appearing. Um, unless I'm going to go. I'm just going to go in deep. Oh God. And then we're going to have one more. Oh, I'm going to ask a question that came out of my podcast with Richard Osman. Just check it's not. Okay. No, I'm, I'm good. that's not that interesting. Uh, Richard Osman came up with a good emergency question. What is the most um, what is the most important thing that you've unplugged to charge your phone? <laughs> most important. Ah, uh, uh, charging the phone. Um, I think. I'm trying to think if there's anything radical. Um, electric toothbrush, sure. Yeah. Um, other people's phones all the time. Um, <laughs> I think it's always, there's always just a moment of fear when you're in a theatre, and there's like, like in, in my theatre, which is quite small, this is quite a big theatre, but there are a lot of plugs that you have no idea what they do. Yeah. And you know that people are doing shows that have been working on for months and months and months, and brought them up to the end of the fringe, and it's really important that the lights don't cut out during that show. But you've got like 90% of battery. Yeah. So you just... I mean, you take a chance sometimes. Take so a that's chance. Like, if you're in, like if you're in a rented house, or you probably are a flat now. Then there's often some plugs you think, I don't know what that does. I don't know what it does. But I want to charge my phone. Yeah. And I'm here. I so never I know if the ones on public transport that say, not for public use, <laughs> work. You can, but then the ones on public transport that say, only to be used for mobile phones or computers, I reckon you could put other stuff in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can stick anything there. If you, I think if you that, want to bring like something. It's like a dare. It it's is, like, yeah. what could you plug in? Bring a printer with you. <laughs> Fridge. Oh, could do. Set up a little uh, pop-up first class. I'll, I'm going to set up set up a uh, food store on the next train I'm on. Okay. I like to cook, cook, so I think that'll be a good George Foreman grill. Yeah, that would be nice. So, what have you seen? Any shows you'd like to recommend? Oh yes, I have. Oh, what have I seen? Okay, so this is a show I saw in previews, but it's amazing. It's called Butch Princessa. Uh, and it's by a sort of amazing Venezuelan clown girl. Okay. Uh, sorry, that's a weird description of her. Venezuelan clown girl <laughs> called Andrea Spisto, and it's amazing. Okay. It's a fun, jumpy show. I saw Kat Cohen. Love that. It's called The Twist Is She's Gorgeous, okay. uh, which is a good title. I really like that. Uh, other than that, what have I seen? <coughs> hmm, I'm a big fan. Can I plug something that isn't a show? Yeah. I'm a really big fan of Ting Tai Caravan. Okay. Oh my god, it's so good. I've been mentioning it all the time in case they have some sort of black card, like Nando's, not a race thing, um, so <laughs> that I can go. And I just, it's like happiness in a box. It's the, okay. the best thing that I, I do every year. Good, that's a good recommendation. I'm definitely going to go for that one. And uh, tell us when your show is, and I presume you're going to tour this show. I, pre I presume? Yeah. Yes, yes. You I'm going to tour it. I'm going to tour it. Yeah. It's definitely going to be other places. Uh, Where is it in Edinburgh? Uh, it is at the Pleasance Courtyard yeah. in Below. And it's at 7pm every day and it's called Venus, which rhymes with penis. That's which is how, that's how I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> and Duca rhymes with puker, that's how yes, I remember Yes, yeah, that. no, Duca like puker, not yeah. ducker like fucker. Yeah. Yes, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> or like Duca York for an, a PG-13. Okay, that's good. Right, sure. I'll do that with my daughter. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, mass round of applause, Sophie Duca. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, before we crack on, I should say, um, you've got a programme at the beginning. That's a free gift from me to you. Uh, as usual, what I do with my programmes after the show, I'll make a collection for Scope, which is a fantastic charity uh, that deals uh, with uh, 
trying to get equal rights and access for disabled people, amongst other things. It's a fantastic charity. Uh, if you would like to donate some money after the show, I will be sitting at a table in the entrance to this theatre. Uh, I'll be selling uh, emergency questions books and some wonderful Rahalastava stickers. You can also get the, uh, the old emergency questions book if you prefer, uh, or both and the stickers. Uh, and uh, I'm very happy to sign stuff and say hello and do photos if you want to do that. But there will be buckets there if you would like to make a donation to Scope as well. Oh, look, I've also got a uh, credit card machine, so I can take cards. <laughs> I believe um, Graham, Norton at the end, Graham Norton at the end of his chat shows, he, he sells his books <laughs> from a table in the, in the doorway. <laughs> and then has his own. He's got one of these. So. <laughs> I believe that is the case. That's just a normal thing to happen. So uh, my next guest is probably best known for her appearance on Britain's Favourite Crisps. <laughs> I'm not sure it's been on yet. It's in 2019. Will you please welcome the amazing Vicky Stone? <laughs> Vicky Stone. Look at this. What an outfit. Welcome, welcome. Sit down. Oh, Hi. How are you doing? Oh, good. I've actually been brought onto stage with somebody saying it's from, it's from Vicky Stone from Britain's Favourite Crisps, without irony. <laughs> like, like that's, that's one of my actual... I'm, I'm talking you down because you were also in Britain's Favourite Chocolate Bar as well, weren't you? Uh, no, it's actually Britain's Favourite Sweets. Oh, sweets. Um, I was also on Britain's Favourite Cleaning Products, <laughs> but that has yet to be broadcast. <laughs> we can all look forward to that. Yeah, can you give us any hints as to which might be the favourite um, cleaning I, product? Uh, yeah, I think it's bleach. <laughs> <laughs> I do. What was bleach? Britain's, what was Britain's favourite crisp? Britain's favourite crisp. Oh, I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember. I do remember Britain's favourite cereal. That's not come out yet either. And that okay. was uh, 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 cr the what are the crunchy nut cornflakes? Well, yeah, well that's got to be. That's obvious, corn, isn't it? it? <laughs> don't need a TV show to work that out, but crisps. <laughs> Good. So uh, you have done some other stuff as well, which we'll get on to. Uh, you're, uh, this is your fit. This is the first time you've been up in Edinburgh for five years. Is that right? Uh, yeah, full run. Well, I did. Yeah. Um, I did a big show, a big one-off show in 2017 with an orchestra for one day, which was right. marvellous. I'd thoroughly recommend that as a performer coming okay. in, doing one show and then leaving. <laughs> um, but no, this is my first full run in five years. Wow. What's brought you back? I don't know. I just I fancied it, yeah. and and that's gone now. That feeling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's the new show called and about? Uh, it's called Songbird. It's, yeah. it's, it, it's just a title that I came up with in February. <laughs> There's no resemblance to the show at all. Um, so for that reason, I decided to walk on to the birdie song. So then the title's justified, isn't it? That is. It's done. By the tweets, by the way, that, is the yeah. that comes up a lot on uh, uh, trivia quizzes. Yeah. So just for that, it's by the tweets, the birdie song. Yeah. Just remember that. It comes up on pointless. Reach number two. Yes. Yeah. What was number one? The, uh, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. No, never, you never remember the number one, no. do you? Um, that's what they say. Um, you went. You went to Wells Cathedral School, which is near to where I grew up in Cheddar. Ah, yeah. I did. Yeah. My sister works at Wells Cathedral School. Do you know Miss Jill Edmonds? You know Jill Edmonds? Mm, I, I don't. I'm no. sorry. No. Uh, uh, Wells Cathedral School is a. Is a I went there because it was a specialist music school in parts. So I went there to play the flute. Yes. As a child. I mean, you can play a lot of instruments. I wasn't aware that the flute was, you know, you were an expert on the flute. Yeah, I, I, I wasted my childhood playing the flute. <laughs> <laughs> can you still pick up a flute and get a yeah, tune out Yeah, uh, I've played, um, uh, what I tend to do now is I, I play the flute for a laugh in pantomime. <laughs> so I tend to put it in the middle of a song. I can normally play a, a baddie in panto. So uh, yeah, I just decided to put a ridiculous flute solo in the middle of a panto. 
It's not something nice to have up your sleeve, isn't it? A I think surprising it's charming, skill. Yeah. People always think I'm miming as well. Why would I do that? <laughs> Why would I insist on miming the flute in a pantomime? <laughs> It'll be good. That would be a good thing to do. Uh, and you're also very good at rounders. I, I'm <laughs> yes, actually. Um, yeah. Has that come from Wikipedia? Yeah. Yeah, one Is of my friends... Oh, God, no. I've got a mate of mine. <laughs> of me and a few friends constantly uh, update people's Wikipedia. So I'm really good friends with um, Helen George, who is the, uh, one of the Call the Midwife cast. And I put on her Wikipedia that she used to be a lower leg model and was featured... Uh, she used to model flight socks in Innovations magazine, <laughs> which is all well and good until Philip Schofield asked her about it on This Morning. <laughs> And so, so it's, is it saying that I'm some sort of rounders yeah, thing? Yeah, it said you were like something like, it said you were a brown star right, and yeah, a okay. rounders. Yeah, that's not so real. So I was suspicious about the brown star. I didn't yes. fall into the trap. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's, that's, um, that's me and my mates. We also managed okay. to bring up, again, when Helen was on, she was being interviewed by Chris Evans on, uh, on BBC Radio 2, and it, some, we'd put on a Wikipedia that um, she was uh, a semi-professional long jumper, <laughs> and he'd asked her about that. <laughs> So we, yeah, we, we, we're a little group of people that um, ruin each other's Wikipedia pages. So, good. so good yeah. yeah, there we go. That's what I like to see. Have you done a <laughs> TED Talk at CERN? I have done oh, a okay. TED Talk that, at that CERN. That sounds like a kind of thing that could have been made up. No, no, I did a, um, I, when I did my song about Brian Cox, uh, all the science in it was correct enough to uh, alert the people at CERN. <laughs> and genuinely, I got a about two days later, I got a phone call from someone at CERN saying they always have two arts, you know, arts talks and it was me and Imogen Heap. Wow. And so we went and did a TED Talk at CERN, yeah. and um, they built this stage on top of the Large Hadron Collider out in France. Um, yeah, it was really cool. It, the, you know, it was a, we went out there for a, a week, and I found myself in a nightclub singing um, one of Imogen Heap's songs in her face. Um, <laughs> Are you allowed to have a go inside the Large Hadron Collider when you're there? Just yeah, yeah, they just... They, they just let you into the control room and allow you to press anything. It's, it's great. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> well, here's some other unusual facts about you that I'm okay. not sure how many of these are true. But I got these from Chortle. Uh, that, mm. that doesn't mean that it's necessarily true. No. Um, you were a backing singer for Elton John? Yes. That was my first job. Was it? Yeah, I went to the Royal Academy of Music and uh, Elton John was doing an orchestral tour and he likes to, he tends to use recent graduates um, for jobs like that. Nice. And yeah, there was a load of, load of us that went on tour. So we did Wembley, NEC and the Albert Hall wow. for our first job. Did you get to hang out with Elton backstage? A little bit. There was a, there was, um, a situation at Wembley where he came around and sort of thanked everybody and I could see him coming and I sort of had my question ready and I wanted to ask a question that maybe made him remember me or something and he had this little dog with a with a, a, a all access pass on him <laughs> and uh triple a triple a dog and uh and so i decided i thought i'd try and befriend him via questions of the dog so i said to elton john i said oh um does your dog travel well and he said yes thanks he's only had a shit on the plane once <laughs> and he moves on to the next person yeah. and the next person is my friend adam and he asks if Elton John, he asked Elton John if he could possibly have a go on his piano. Elton calls someone over and goes, this guy's doing the sound check tomorrow. And I was like, I asked the wrong fucking question. <laughs> I asked a question about dog shit and my mate is playing the sound check at Wembley. Oh. Yeah. All right, here's another one. You've done two theatrical private theatre performances for Andrew Lloyd Webber in his private theatre. Yes. 
um, uh, uh, Antelope's house is called Sidmonton Court, and he had the village church moved into his garden and turned into a theatre. Wow. How did the vicar feel about that? <laughs> annoyed, annoyed of it. I mean, it's a nice little theatre, but it's a, that's a strange thing to do, isn't so, like, it? like, physically moved? Yeah, physically moved. So he's got, he's got a, what was a village church in his grounds. It's now a theatre, and he does tries out shows there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing having loads of money, isn't it? Must be, yeah. That must be nice. Yeah. Must be nice. Um, you had, play, had a non-sex role in yeah, a gay I porn did. film. Yes, I did have a non-sex role in a gay porn film. Yes. Are there any non-sex roles in a gay porn film? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is a long time ago. I was about 19, and I wasn't shown any of the script. I was just, I was just told that I was playing the girlfriend of uh, a guy, and that was it. And we were in this, it was a scene shot in a gay club. And my lines were, you've been a long time in the toilet, your pint's getting warm. Um, uh, <laughs> now, I didn't... I, the alarm bell should have rang because the this film is called What Goes Around Comes Around, <laughs> spelled C-U-M-S. Um, I should have maybe realised. But that was it, and I was there on a non-sex day. And they said, oh, do you know, uh, they said... <laughs> So I, did, so I didn't you actually see... You weren't even allowed to... You just weren't no. allowed sex in so well, well, time, well, that, you weren't allowed. Well, that's what they call it. They call it... A non, so I was there on a non-sex day. <laughs> and so what the bit I didn't see is that they shoot uh, uh, the shots of me walking into this nightclub with my boyfriend. He then goes to the toilet, and then pornography happens. And I'm looking around going, where is he holding his pint? And then he comes back and I say, you've been a long time in the toilets, your pint's getting warm. Um, and then at the end, for the credits rolling, they sit you on a stool and you have to wink like <laughs> as your name goes past. And they said to me, do you want to use a pseudonym? And I was like, no, I've not done anything I'm ashamed of. So unfortunately, I'm now on the porn version of Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, and, it's, and I have a page, Vicky Stone Porn Star. So there we go. Good, well, it's nice to have something to fall back on, isn't it? Yeah. If, if, if yeah. the musical comedy doesn't work out. <laughs> Um, good. And uh, you've played Frida in four ABBA tribute bands. Yeah. Wow, Steve, Steve Bennett's got... Yeah, I mean, this is an old CV, it is, so yeah, it's not it been That's updated. I didn't, see, I didn't see any of this information anywhere else. No, no, no this is just... On, I, I, yeah, I was... When I, when I first graduated, uh, like, to, to try and make money, I was, I was in an ABBA tribute band, and the absolute worst one, I, something called, like, I don't know, like... Abba illusion or something, or I don't know. Um, and it was me, and I was playing Frida, and the Agneta was 60. Um, <laughs> I was 19. The Bjorn was, I don't know, about 18, and the Benny was the husband of, and he was 65. And we were referred to the top turn, and we played Lakeside Dart Center. <laughs> Happy times. Happy, good days. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> So you've done, you know, that's every level well, that, of showbiz that, you've that, been, that's you've every, been in. That is all of showbiz. From the flautist <laughs> to the gay porn films. Uh, and I've had, a lot of, I've had a lot of fun uh, watching your uh, videos uh, last night and this morning, uh, which I do recommend. <laughs> I, you know, not, not the porn not ones. Not the porn one. No. I didn't find that. <laughs> well, that wasn't fun, but it was, it, it was illuminating. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, the, you know, it's always... The problem with it, you can't, we can't really describe what goes on, but I would say I've really enjoyed uh, Unsolicited Pictures. Unsolicited Pictures is a fantastic yeah. song. Thanks. Uh, the Philip Schofield song, which you're very well known for, I think you've, you've performed that in a, 
in a slightly less raucous manner on this morning, didn't you? Yes, I did, I did, I, I performed that. Um, what, what I loved about that is um, I did that show in my very first, Ed I did that song in my first Edinburgh show in 2011, and I got uh, a particularly vitriolic review saying that um, my, my show's got too much swearing in it and women shouldn't talk like that, and, and at the end of the review it said, this kind of material will never get her onto the This Morning Sofa. And six weeks later, This Morning <laughs> rang me up, and they booked me to perform the Philip Schofield song live on this morning and I just sent the reviewer an email and the title of the email was this kind of material will never get her on to the this morning sofa and the only thing in the body of the email was the link to the ITV website of me singing the song. <laughs> Fuck me, that felt great. <laughs> oh, oh. And actually the, actually, the review was from Chortle. Oh, was so it? that was go. particularly... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, it's um, it's. It, I mean, you've been compared to Victoria Wood, which I suppose all um, all yeah. singing people who play a piano, women who are going to play a piano, are going to get compared. But that's a. I mean, it's a it's a nice compliment, I think, to get that compared. It is, and, and, and you, you, the, the songs are yeah are good. Well, I mean, you know, it's good, obviously, I obviously, Victoria Wood is a, is is, a, is the sort of you know I wouldn't be doing what I did if it wasn't for her sort of blazing the trail. Yeah. We we met a few times. Um, I did a play by her, it's called Talent, which right. was revived, um, and she came a few times to watch that, and we've, we've sort, of <laughs> sort of chatted about the play and stuff, and I was playing her role, <laughs> I was sort of the first person to play her role, uh, other than her, right. sort of sat at the piano, the role that she wrote for herself. And then uh, a few years later, I hadn't seen her in a while, and a few years later, I was doing a show at uh, King's Place, and I'm on the piano, and I look out into the audience, and she was there. And, and I hadn't, you know, she hadn't, normally it's when someone famous comes, they request a ticket via a publicist or something or your agent. And, and she just bought a ticket and was just in the audience. And, and suddenly I was like, I could have vomited on my feet. I, I, I just, you know, I was, I was singing the Brian Cox song at the time, which is quite that sort of pattery, yeah. you know, it's probably as close as my material gets to something like Let's Do It, which is all the kind of fast-paced yeah. sort of jokes and key changes and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, um, I did a obituary in Radio 4 as well, yeah. which was a really nice thing to have been asked to do. Yeah. I mean, it would be better if you hadn't had to do that, though, wouldn't it? Ideally, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're not saying you're delighted she did. Uh, no. You're glad she died because no. you got to do that. Is that... I'm just, I don't do you have a spade? Because I'd really I don't like want to put words into your mouth, Vicky, and make that the headline from this podcast, but... Edinburgh comic delighted that Victoria went to it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the one about the drinks cabinet is also very well worth. And that's it's a, it's about your mum's drinks cabinet. Yeah. And it's a very nice bit of observational comedy, but really done brilliantly in the song as well. It's really just so. I mean, you know, it's annoying when people use talent. I think um, <laughs> to, in comedy because I don't think it's fair if you've got talent. Then go yeah. do something. Go yeah. do something else. Don't do comedy. That's my plan. Yeah. I've got, got an exit strategy. It's all right. But, uh, and you've got a lot of letters under your name, which I wondered if you'd ever thought about putting into a song, because you've got P G D I P R A M L R A M A R A M. Yeah. But that'd be Pug Dip Ram Laram Aram, which sounds like a song lyric. It Have does. Oh, I like to put a ding dong on the. I end. Mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just um, the, well, I went to the Royal Academy of Music and they yeah. gave me a load of honours and I'm like I'll take that. I've yeah. only went there for a year and I've got twelve letters. <laughs> Thanks very much. Don't even have a degree. <laughs> It's very impressive, and the rounders as well. The rounders. Uh, the I actually was rounders captain at school, ah. um, so I think that's why yeah. they keep taking the piss and adding that to my Wikipedia. A little bit of truth in there. I keep deleting it. It's like Russell Kane's age on Wikipedia as well. <laughs> Honestly, it keeps changing. It gets changed back every day. So some some 
Someone's got that job. I feel very sorry for them. Let me ask you some emergency questions. Russell is 25 years old and you know. <laughs> Parts of it, probably. Um, I'm going to ask you some emergency questions from, from yeah. dates to see if I've still got it. Because okay. Sophie's made me seem inadequate as a, as a datey. Uh, here it is. Uh, this is. This is a good idea for a date. This is a good date question. I like your hair. It's a good thing to say <laughs> on a date. Fellas, stick with me. I'll see you right. But what was the wor- what was your most disastrous haircut? I've had several. Um, about five years ago, I got a perm. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I thought it might be ironic. <laughs> it looked fucking ridiculous. And so that was recent. Yes. Okay. Well, that's good. Sorry. So I suddenly saw the ashes moving around and thought, oh, fuck, I might be having such a nice time. Uh, we've been here for 15 minutes too long. But no. No. Time is dragging. I've got another question for you. Oh, this is this. Well, let's see how what comes up with this one. If you could have a sexual superpower, what would it be? A sexual superpower. Yeah, something that's like a superpower in the sexual arena. Well, it's kind of not. It may maybe sexual. I did once think that it might be a really good superpower that if you look someone in the eye, they immediately shit themselves. <laughs> It would be a sexual yeah. superpower. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. sexual, but it's also a proper superpower, yeah. isn't it? Like I look at you, bam, you shit yourself. Yeah. Because then, yeah, like, that, that's, yeah, you're, like you've got to sort yourself out. You got to go. Yeah. I win. That is very good. There's a <laughs> there's a scene in Stranger Things that's a bit like that, except sort of oh, Wii based. Well, she makes the magic girl. Don't want to ruin Stranger Things for anyone. Don't, I've only, it, I've only seen it. four episodes, so don't tell me anymore. Uh, but the strange girl and it goes. And She's then, got more powers. Her nose bleeds, and then something the guy wheezes himself. Ah, what more do you need? I mean, it's serious. If you could do that, you could rule the world. I think. If you yeah, could, yeah. Maybe, especially the shit yourself one. Oh yeah, a- absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Especially if it's not solids. <laughs> <laughs> now, usually I know how people are going to answer this question, and I, I don't know with you. Okay. Have you ever seen a ghost? Yeah. Ah. Well, yeah. I used to live in an old. I used to live in an old, uh, old house, uh, an old flat in the Docklands, and there was definitely a ghost. The, I don't remember what kind of format it was in, but we would, the, the, the song, Do You Know The Way To San Jose, would just randomly play out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. I, I think it was like number four. It was in a CD player. It was like number four on the CD. Yeah. So I, I, I decided that we had a ghost that really liked Do You Know The Way To San Jose. Or a, or a broken, broken CD player. Or, or a broken <laughs> CD player. One of the two. Yeah. I, 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 think it, I think it's a ghost. Yeah. It could yeah. be a ghost. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. See, I was right, because that's sort of not a ghost. I, I would have said you hadn't seen a ghost, but there's, there's basically mental people have seen ghosts and same people haven't seen ghosts. Not, that's why I'm not sure. I'm not sure which side of that divide you fall on. That's, that's, uh, I think it was a ghost. Uh, okay, you, you're mental. <laughs> Look, uh, I do enjoy the work of Derek Okora. <laughs> Good. Why, so you should. Uh, what is the most slapstick thing that's ever happened to you in real life? I... Um, I wrote this question uh, when I just literally my cat knocked over a box of drawing pins on the floor when we just moved, uh, and I stood on one, yelped, moved my foot, and stood on another one. Then I knelt down to remove the pins and landed on another one. <laughs> Have you ever had a, a slapstick? Well, it's, 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 it's a, this is just kind of a slow burn slapstick thing. But a few weeks ago, when it was 37 degrees, when it was absolutely fucking boiling. I was doing a preview and I was wearing a new pink bra and a white t-shirt at 
fine. You can see the pink bra a bit through the sort of straps. It was the detailing and the outfit. But gradually throughout the gig, because the bra was new, it was, the dye was coming off. <laughs> and I didn't know this until I got off stage, but my tits were getting pinker and pinker <laughs> throughout the show. And I was getting laughs in really weird places. <laughs> and I was thinking, my show is good. The, I am nailing this. And, and, and I had absolutely no idea. And people would just run to me laughing and laughing together and looking at each other. And I, 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 I had no idea. That's got to be your it. thing, man. You've got to do that. You can, you yeah. Can artifice it, that every but it was, time. But it was just like a sort of global hyper colour. <laughs> but there was just a, a bit sort of, yeah. Sort of glow. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd yeah. be impressive. I mean, that's nice for people who don't like the, what you're doing on stage. Oh, yeah, because they it's get like to look at something the, for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Something so in your, you did a show where you played 20 instruments. Yeah. Instrumental. Yeah. Good, good title. Yeah. Uh, but which is like your maybe big the most successful show is that fair to say in terms of I don't like know I mean I, I just decided to do a different different type of show I I, I, had, I borrowed loads of instruments from people and I told the stories of how, how their instruments and how they borrowed them and I also used it to underscore the show with a loop pedal so the, the, the scoring was constant I just wanted it to make it a bit a bit sort of like halfway between stand-up and theatre yes you know and it's it was hard it's hard work yeah yeah, and in a, in a fringe situation where you've got 15 minutes to change over, it was a nightmare. So this yeah. year I'm not doing that. I've right. just got a piano and a couple of tambourines. Which of the instruments <laughs> that you play are you worst at? Uh, the accordion, oh. I'm really bad at. I mean, is it possible to be good at the accordion? Yeah, oh, yeah, because I mean, it, 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 I think it sounds pretty shit, even if you're great. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> uh, and I've got a really crap accordion as well. So all, all everything's against me okay. in my accordion playing. Yeah. And is the, are you touring the Songbird show as well? I am. Okay. I'm touring from the 13th of September to the 26th of October. Fantastic. Well, and we, where can we see you in Edinburgh? Uh, the Pleasance Courtyard, 7pm. That's fantastic. And is there more TV coming up? Britain's Greatest uh, well, I think, I think cleaning products, and you see, the Britain's uh, Greatest Cleaning Products and the Britain's Greatest Cereal, they haven't announced when they're going to show them yet, no. um, which could actually mean that they're never going to show them. <laughs> um, I mean, I really am going to watch Britain's Greatest Cleaning Products. I mean, I can't, I can't believe that four, is there only four in the series and they've already got to cleaning products? Uh, no, there was, cho there was chocolate <laughs> takeaways. So you haven't been in all of them? I haven't been in all uh, of them, no. It's not a go-to. They, no, no, they, they look at the person and make sure that I they know done. about the subject. I'm gonna, you know the Channel 5, these, they're obviously Channel 5 programmes, all of these. Um, I have now done 30 of those, like, 50 greatest yeah, list yeah. programmes. So I'm only 20 away from my own 50 greatest, 50 greatest. <laughs> let's, let's make that happen. Yeah, I, 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 I really want to. I've done some really fucking shit TV, really. But he can't do the 50 greatest if you've only done 50, because then, I mean, I suppose we could put them in a... <laughs> An, an order, but it's no good as they... 50, 50 greatest. So 50 yeah, so I need greatest. to do 51 so that one is omitted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it'd be cleaning products. That is my guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> we still have some time. I'm going to do... An, I'm going to find another emergency question that will bring this baby home. You're not going to believe how good this one is. Okay. Oh, I keep on getting Richard Osmond ones. I don't want that. Oh, this is the one. No, no, no I did that one the other day. Um... <laughs> that one doesn't make sense out of context. Uh, what is the most selfish thing you've ever prayed for, and what do you think God made of your self-centred request? 
Have you ever prayed for anything? Are you a religious person? I'm not a religious person. Were you ever religious? No. Have you ever been like, you know, in a situation where you're about to die and go, please God, if you let me get through this, I will believe what, you, in you. Were you in, on stage in a stand-up yeah. scene? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, been, there's been many a gig with, a, with four stag do's in. And then after 36 people are thrown out, you're like, my prayers have been answered. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I went to Wells Cathedral School, yeah. so, so I end up, I end up, I mean, I like a hymn. Oh, I'll, I'll have a good sing, yeah. but I'm not a God person. But I will do the descants to all carols. <laughs> That's, That's where funny. I am with religion. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, I, when I had this, uh, well, this the bug I've still got, I was taking lemon sips. Mm-hmm. And I'd got, I knew there was a lot in my bag, but they were all strewn around my bag, and I couldn't find one. And I said, but God. You found in, God? Well, I said, I said, God, if you can just make sure there's a lemsip in here, if you get, let me find a lemsip, I'll believe in you. Yeah. And I did find a lemsip. <laughs> I didn't believe in God, though. I tricked. I tricked God. I, th- <laughs> I tricked him. I think I, I, I think I may have once asked asked God for help finding a parking space in Soho. Okay. Because uh, that's that's notoriously hard. It and actually, difficult. I did find one right yeah. outside the Soho Theatre. So that, that that's. I had a religious friend, who, uh, and my friend was in the car with her, and she, the exact same thing happened. She was religious, and she prayed for a parking space, and one appeared. So. So that's all the evidence we need. That's the same. That is what you believe. <laughs> and and I, the same religious friend, I was walking. I was living in Bath at the time. I was a bit depressed, and um, I just passed the house. The sticker in the window said, "If you ask God, He will." reward you or something like that and I said all right go on then God and then about five minutes later that religious friend rang me up and said do you want to come to a carol concert with me and did you sing the discount I went to see I went to the carol concert and it was one of those really weird Alpha course churches where they wear suits and you feel like you're about to be abducted (laughs) Um, (laughs) it made me think if this is religion I want no part of it thank you God (laughs) thank you God for making me see that Uh, it's been lovely uh, having you on the show Thank you so much for coming. And do go see all the shows of all these fantastic guests we're having on. And do come and see this show when it's full price, please. <laughs> on one occasion. Or at least give some money to scope in the bucket on the way out. Ladies and gentlemen, Vicky Stone. Vicky Stone. We're back uh, tomorrow with Jane Adams somebody else fantastic as well that I can't think of at the top of my head. Uh, we've got uh, John Robbins later in the week, got Richard Osman next week, uh, Tommy Tin, and there's loads of people coming up. Go to richchain.com slash slash tour and you can find out uh, about forthcoming guests. Please come again, please tell your friends if you've enjoyed this here in the theatre or if you're at home uh, and do come and see the other guests as well. I'll be out in the doorway like Graham Norton. I'll see you in a sec. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Thanks for coming. <laughs> You have been listening to Rahalastapa at the Edinburgh Fringe with me, Richard Herring. Thank you to Pest for providing the music. Thank you to everyone at the Newtown Theatre and The Stand and everyone at GoFasterStripe.com. The producer is James Hingley. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz at GoFasterStripe.com production. Go to rahalastapa.co.uk to find out more. RichardHerring.com slash gigs to find out who my guests are for the rest of the run.